0: Welcome to an encore presentation of Compassion Radio. Hello, welcome to the Daily Journal of God's intrepid people going to places where angels fear to tread. Well, maybe not literally, but you get the point. This program is all about kingdom workers who get the job done and in the process build the kingdom for a new generation and change the world for the better. On a previous program, we introduced you again to Richard Nungesser, the Director of Bread of Life Ministry in Poznan, Poland. What started simply enough as an outreach to homeless people huddling in the train stations during a brutal winter has, in God's economy, blossomed into a variety of life-transforming ministries with missional impact on three continents. The story of this two-part series concerns one of Richard's divine appointments. When he needed translation help in a ministry trip to a neighboring city, God placed Tomek Jezik in front of him. A martial arts champion and fluent in multiple languages, this odd couple made some key planning trips that led to some unexpected results. Most importantly, Tomek found himself transformed by the gospel message he was translating. It wasn't long before that message became a life-calling. Today we pick up that conversation where Richard describes how he coached Tomek through his big transition from sports legend to God's ambassador. If you haven't heard part one of the series we've titled Saved to Freely Love, just drop by the podcast section of our website, CompassionRadio.com, to hear it for yourself. Thanks for tuning our way today. Richard, when you talked with Tomek during this time... And he's finding ways for God to use him. He's, he's learning that trust and obey, really, in his life. Mm-hmm. How are you counseling him about his ministry there?
1: You know, with Tomek, he mentioned the church. When the pastor moved to another town and left, and the church kind of fell apart, then Tomek took the leadership role in mm-hmm. that. It's very similar how I took the leadership role in the church, the Pozon International Church. Okay. Because the former pastor also left, and it kind of left the, the people without a shepherd. We both took on the same mm-hmm. responsibility. And Tomek has a church building there in Kalish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's been working on renovating that. Yeah, it really it's crazy. In poor, poor <laughs> shape. So We've done all new electrical, new plumbing, new heating. So now we're renovating the upstairs where we'll going to house uh, more uh, Ukrainian refugees out of that church. And where God has planted that church has also been, I think, what they call the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> in yeah. the city of Kalish. <laughs> it's the worst neighborhood you can ever go into. Yeah, um, And God has us in that neighborhood. Like when you turn on the street, and I kid you not, on the wall, it's been written in spray paint. It's been tagged in English. It says, welcome to gangland. <laughs> but we're able to do camps in there and outreach and go into every single door and invite people to the church. And it really has a huge ministry there. Um, and then Tomic also, too, like with serving the people, we see a lot of the children have a, a Goliath in front of them. You know, it could be like their are a dysfunctional family, mm-hmm. it could be alcohol, just repeating this generational cycle of dysfunction. Um, so Tomek, because of his love for martial arts and karate, started a club called David's Club, hmm. just how David overcame Goliath. These kids and the kids in also the city can also overcome Goliath in their lives when they face it. And how many students do you have in the club? 300
0: right, right now. 300 students. Okay, that's an academy. That's not a class. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I was going to say just before COVID happened, Broad of Life with uh, David's Club hosted
2: the Junior National Championships for the entire country of Poland. Awesome. There in college. Yeah. Plus, during the summer, we have a Christian camps, and we invite American people to help us with sharing of good news. Awesome.
0: Do you do other so, sports as well during those summer camps, or is it all about uh, the martial arts?
2: Not only martial arts, martial arts, Arch- archery, yeah, archery, archery, football. B- baseball, football, soccer. Yeah. He is want to play.
0: Yeah. And they have their own language. And that happened as you say right before COVID hit. And then of course, two years after that we have an invasion of Ukraine. So how did all that as you see it, Tomek, you were praying all those years that God would build your church? He was saying, Trust me, I'll help you build this church. You live like that, you see and people trickle in and then the world falls apart and they're pouring in and suddenly you are having more growth than you can handle. And God says, Well you asked for it, so here they are.
2: <laughs> True. What? It's amazing because well, be aware of what are are asking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Finally we we decide, well, we have a people from Ukraine and we don't have a housing mm. and I asked people from the city council my friends who are helping sometimes with different kinds of problems with NGO just for housing. And they said, yes, we have place for them. Finally, we arrived to the point that, well, we must provide a house mm-hmm. and we know that God will provide in his time. So uh, we get the money from one supporters to buy the flats. So we host four people from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We open doors in our church. So we host one lady, old lady from Kiev, and Kiev, this city is in terrible shape. And another family came, and I was so sad. I said, well, we have a first floor in church, but the first floor is under construction. You like to live here? And they said, yes, it's better than bomb. Yeah, it is. And I realized to myself that for some reasons, we have a lot. A lot. We don't see that. our real life, we have cars, we have houses, sometimes two or three. We have a lot. We should be blessed. We should worship our God and be thankful for everything what we have because maybe someday we can last everything.
0: Well, It's kind of a, a theology of abundance that when you believe God has you and you have God there, that there's no difficulty in asking God to reach into his own pocketbook to provide for the needs of his children. Yeah, But it's about an immediacy, isn't it? About the Im- Emmanuel, God is with us in this. Yeah, true. exactly. We reach out to him from afar and say, if you're there, God, could you please send? Oh, yeah. And when God's saying, I'm right here, <laughs> let's do it together.
2: Uh, yeah. And I see how God touched a lot of non-Christian people mm. to help. And I tell you the story. This is my favorite story from 2022. We host people, but we don't have a close we get the clothes from non-christian organization and i asked my friends because i know her she moved to the uk i need uh, your hub with clothes i will send a truck on the beginning i was thinking that uh, that will be small truck she sent the big lorry yeah the big 18 wheel <laughs> okay yeah i said wow i don't have the place where i should put that stuff
0: no place to store all the bounty <laughs>
2: Yeah, i said we are renting the place for the David Plan in a mall. Mm-hmm. And I went to the director, and I see how God touched their hearts before I went there. And she said, I read the article that some mall opened their doors for Ukraine. I would like to do the same with Bread of Life. Mm. I said, wow, because I don't have any place to put the clothes. So through that time, the mall host us and for over one year for free. Wow. they pay for electricity they pay for cleaning we hire uh, three Ukraines christian girls to take care about the ukraine's people to share good news in free shop we call that free shop because they can take the um, stuffs for free mm-hmm. and right now we must pay for the facility 250 bucks per month not bad yeah not bad for 500 meters square with a special discount.
0: 500 meters is about 25,000 square feet.
2: Yeah, just, just regular price for the, in the market is 5,000 US dollars per month.
0: Wow. Tomek, what you're telling me is that you have learned about the kind of prayers that you know God answers. And when you pray in a frame of mind, especially like the way David prayed when he had a need, you're a mm-hmm. David scholar, it seems like. You were learning the principles of his life turning it around and giving it to all the kids in their neighborhoods to be Davids in the face of Goliaths. You have your own Goliaths every week, it seems like you have to face. And God has answered you with the right pebbles and the right kind of sling to go tackle the giants. So people follow you because you follow Jesus. And that's an important lesson. It didn't require you to be extraordinarily, incredibly gifted as a leader. It simply was that you said yes to Jesus when you did, and he found a way to multiply everything you'd already learned and redeem them into something that was going to change lives for thousands. Now, Richard, you and Tomek together, between Poznan and now in Kalish, you have services that are reaching how many people, how many of these refugees and locals that have been without, that have been destitute or have been outside the system, have you been able to reach in the past couple of years alone?
1: Oh, thousands and thousands. Like this Ukrainian shop that was opened up in the shopping mall has reached over 10,000 mm. refugees
0: yeah. in just this one project alone with product of Life. Are they still providing for that store? Are people still sending yes, gifts? Yes, we are
2: providing. Yes, we are providing. We system, we created cards uh, in that crowd. View. Also, uh, we have uh, people who want to take advantage of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like always. Always. So some of them are taking a, a lot of clothes and selling on the black market. We mm-hmm. don't want to do that. We know that we get something for free and we must take care the best possible with this stuff.
0: And you just pray that God will do whatever he does with woes that were quote-unquote stolen in that way. I mean, it reminds me of stories I hear from China and other parts of the world where the limitations by the government about the distribution of Bibles is very strong. And many of them are stolen or are skimmed off by authorities to be sold on the black market Mm. rather than given to believers who have asked for Bibles. And when that happens mostly the christians would respond with well it's not our business god's taking care of that they're being sold people will actually get the word of god and they're going to read it so it's not my worry what happens with those who are taken away from us god's got those our responsibilities for what's in our hands Mm -hmm. that's a very generous spirit to have when you feel like you're being taken advantage of and i imagine in some ways your people say well at least people are going to get the clothes they need what do you see as the biggest challenge guys This year, as we go into year number two with the war, there's going to be new waves of refugees coming out of Ukraine. There's less public services available in the big cities. They're getting very crowded. And I know that the countries are very much wanting to end the conflict as soon as possible because of the weight on their social services system. What do you think is going to happen over this next, say, 12 or 24 months? And how are you guys preparing for that?
2: I think we are ready for the wars. Hmm. Uh, Putin will attack again. Mm-hmm. For sure. And will be another wave of refugees. Poland probably is ready for that. Okay. But I don't think so that Germany is ready. Mm-hmm. Germany blocked a lot of staffs and plus military help to Ukraine's people. In the same time, a lot of innocent people are dying yeah. in Ukraine. So we'll be ready for for the wars. How about you, Richard?
1: Yeah, I think, too, like Poland, at least the U.S. Embassy is already preparing liaisons to be able to be in communication with other Americans um, in their area in case of loss of infrastructure communications. You know, you can't email, can't call, can't text people. So how are you going to get the communication out there to the, you know, at least the U.S. Embassy to other Americans? So I'm hoping, you know, that the war, we all pray that the war will will stop. Mm. But maybe, unfortunately, at least in Ukraine, it could escalate even more. And then depending on how Europe and the world responds to Russia and Russia responds, you know, could it expand beyond the borders of Ukraine? Um, This we hope not. And we hope it finishes. But like the war started almost one year, February Mm -hmm. 24th. Last year is when it started. And on the 25th, Brutal Life had a, a van truck trailer already loaded with humanitarian aid going to Ukraine. Yeah. So we'll continue to provide
2: yeah, and deliver, the deliver supplies
1: because Tomek mentioned, you know, one semi truck, you know, tractor trailer yeah. brought stuff. Now you've had over 15 yeah. come out of the UK wow. and just other places throughout Poland that people are donating, you know, elementary school kids are collecting clothes and, mm-hmm. and things are to donate it to Bread of Life and, you know, providing the the housing, I think with these tiny homes right. and we continue to build these homes. Um, unfortunately... You know, we would like for this war to be like, okay, it stopped. And within a couple of weeks, everything's back to normal. But I think we're already looking at generational rebuilding, meaning like our children, like if our home has been completely destroyed, the Mm -hmm. city infrastructure has been destroyed. Maybe by the time they're adults into their 40s or 50s, they might see their city being rebuilt Hmm. if Russia leaves those occupied territories. If not, then for many people, they've lost everything. They'll have to rebuild completely outside of Ukraine or in other parts of Ukraine.
0: All right. I know we're up against the wall with the time you have available at your location, but if you don't mind, gentlemen, either give me a story that really brings to a crystal point all that you've been about, that God has shown you, this is what I was born for. Or tell me about what you pray for, what God has inspired you to say, call out to me on this and I will answer you. I'll let you guys have the final word on that.
1: I can tell you one that just immediately came to mind. In June, we took three of our vehicles to Ukraine, huge vans, we had a caravan, Uh, Went to Ukraine uh, with one of the guys, Ruddick, that works with Tomek. And our vans were all decaled. We had big red crosses on on the vans. And we actually drove up to the very front of the line. Hmm. We skipped the queue of about, you know, maybe five miles of cars lined up to go into Ukraine and to come out. We went up straight to the front. We told the border guards our mission. And they actually allowed us to cut the line and go straight in. Still took us a few hours to clear the border. but then once we crossed the border, then we saw like maybe, I don't know, 15 kilometers of trucks Hmm. just hill after hill going into Ukraine. We made it to Lviv, where we, with our partners, left the mattresses, humanitarian aid, and then they took it to places like Kharkiv and other places that were, you know, extremely hit hard. His name was Victor, and afterwards, he was telling us his story, and Victor was Ukrainian from the eastern part, and he says, you know, the soldiers were coming into our town, and I grabbed my son's hand, who was six years old, And I grabbed his hand and we ran for our lives. Like Mm. we were just literally running for our lives. And then one of the soldiers took his rifle, aimed it at my son, shot and killed him. Mm. So here's a man, you know, trying to run with his six-year-old just to save their lives. And then someone shoots and kills a six-year-old son. So we're standing there together. What do you say to someone like that? Like, uh, hey, it's going to be okay. (laughs) You know, you're going to get through it. Everything's going to be all right. And the only thing you can share with a man like this is like what we shared with the homeless 20 years ago. It's like, hey, just want you to know God loves you. Um, And we shared salvation with the guy, and he just literally dropped to his knees and received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. You know, a man completely broken, had nothing in this world, lost his family, but accepted Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only thing that we can give. Yeah, we can provide housing, accommodations, everything. But we have got to give the bread of life to people. We've got to give them Jesus. We've got to give them hope. And so I would think, you know, whoever is listening, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, he's the only hope in this world. And that we can be encouraged that we might not feel we have something to give tangible, but we can always give the hope of Jesus. Hmm. That's what I would encourage people with. Sometimes, you know, as a nonprofit or as missionaries, you sometimes feel like we don't have the tangible to give, but we can give the hope. Hmm. And for those that, you know, want to partner or, or contribute or donate to Bread of Life, they can do that as well, where we can use this funds to help fund this humanitarian shop, right. this shopping mall in Kalish, or help build more tiny homes or take more
2: humanitarian aid inside Ukraine. So, Hano, Tomek, do you have yeah. a, a story you thought of? Well, we have a lot of stories, but for sure, in that year, it will be we'll see what God will do in this year, hmm. for sure. is a sovereign God. And he's doing what he wants to do, and for sure, we want to give the hope hope in his name The hope and a real bread of life.
0: And hoping something that is substantial, not just an idea, not just yeah. a wish. Not idea
2: like that.
0: Yeah. What does hope look like for you, Tomek?
2: It is something that you know came from the Jesus and give you also with a hope give you a peace mm-hmm. and a joy even with uh, hard circumstances and hard situation.
0: All right. And I'm going to ask you, Tomek, because you are the front line. You are the very tip of the spear now. What should we be praying for when it comes to the work that you do at Bread of Life and on behalf of those you serve? What should we in the West pray for?
2: Uh, for wisdom. Hmm. For sure, for wisdom. Uh, how we must serve those people. How we counsel those people. Yeah. We need wisdom.
0: Wisdom of Solomon is needed. We can pray for that. Amen. And friends who are listening to this program, this is nothing off your neck or shoulders to do something as simple as praying that God would provide Tomek and Richard Ungesser and all the people that work with Bread of Life in Poland and Ukraine. To ask God to give them that wisdom and discernment they need to serve you. That's nothing to offer that little word to God. But I would say, It is everything if you invest your faith and knock on heaven's door and say, God, on behalf of my friends, give them what they need. Amen. amen. Above and beyond what they're asking for, so that they have more problems with the blessing than they thought they would have. Too many (laughs) lorries, too many places to store things and all of that. Give them the right kind of problems, God. That's what I'm going to be praying. I'd love hearing your stories.
2: Yeah. And with this shop, I forgot to tell you in this shop also became a culture center for Ukraine's people. We invite them for the Christmas Eve and our uh, Christian brothers and sisters uh, from Ukraine share gospel for them. That was an amazing time. So we want to do for the Easter, we want to make a celebrate with cake with Polish volunteers who are non-Christian. So yeah, we want to share Jesus and hope for their life.
0: It's not like you're sharing Jesus in everything you do. And it's nice to be able to use the actual words once in a while to say, this is who Jesus is. But they're already seeing that in your life, friends. I mean, they look at you, and they've seen Jesus. And I'm thrilled for that. So you're hoping that the uh, Easter program, like you did for Christmas special, Mm -hmm. right there in the shop— is something that is full of gifts and giving and God's presence. So yes, we can pray for that too. Easter's not that far away. So we'll kind of lean in on that one. Maybe I'll remind our listeners from time to time to be praying for the upcoming Easter celebrations in Poland. I can do that. Cool. Guys, I wish I could spend you know another three hours just getting more and more stories out of you. We'll have to come back around again to do it again, whether when you're in the States here or we're back in Poland. I will follow up on this because I want to know how God's answering your prayers as we go. As we close the program, I want to thank Tomek McDic and Richard Nungesser of all the bread of life work in Poland and the churches there in Poznań and Kalizh. Thank you so much for telling me just a tip of the stories that are like an iceberg of deep meaning and a reservoir of fresh water for your souls. You guys are the icebergs that anchor real hope and real faith for so many thousands of new believers. May your churches keep booming to the point where they need bigger buildings. I'm praying for that, too. And that God will provide you resources to continue ministering in his name the way he intended for you in this generation to do. You are perfectly called and suited for what God has called you to do. He put you there because he believes in you, not just that you believe in him. And so I want to get our Compassion Radio listeners out there praying over the work of Bread of Life in Poland as well, and giving. Let us know you want to be part of that project. We'll get you in touch with it, and we'll get your monies to them. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for being with me on Compassion Radio.
2: That was a privilege. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and thank you, Bram. Thank you yeah. so much, too, for getting these stories out there to people. And hopefully a word of encouragement to encourage people. Like, look, what God's asked you to do is be faithful. Mm-hmm. Be faithful. Just and, do it.
2: And just and then, do it. And
1: then do it. And, and then, start yeah, doing it. Don't be yeah, afraid. Inviting people to, you know, prayer or support or partnership or whatever it is. So. Thank you for being our ambassador on Compassion Radio. Yeah,
0: as, as best I can be, as far remote as I am, I do want to see it for myself someday. We've talked about that before. As God makes it possible to get back into that portion of the world, I want to stop by and really spend some quality time with you and your people. Is there anything that I need to know about so I can be bringing the attention to our listeners more?
1: You know, we're going to be starting up a uh, GoFundMe as well for this Ukrainian shop. Okay, it provides like diapers, baby formula. Yeah. Awesome just imagine yourself walking into like Ross or a grocery store and you can load your basket up and then walk out, you know, paying nothing. We've already helped over 10,000 people here. So to get funding for the rest of the year, hopefully about 10,000 US dollars. would well, be excellent. To pay for the rent and then also pay for the workers, which is fantastic because the workers are Ukrainian girls mm-hmm. who also have the same struggles. Like one of the ladies, her son is fighting on the front lines. Yeah. she's still serving in a capacity to help rescue other ukrainian women and men and children
2: yeah plus we want to train christian ukrainians in work give them first papers and certificate of work and send them to the polish market Mm. for work yeah plus this is a good place to learn the language also
0: yeah how much different is it for russian and or ukrainian speakers to adapt to polish
2: uh not bad they can catch easily polish language maybe in six months almost one year okay not bad. I see one Christian lady, Julia. She wants to learn Polish. So she's speaking very well. Hmm. It's hard grammar also. The hardest is writing and grammar. But she's speaking. She's speaking.
0: You're doing a great job in English too, buddy.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so studied, that guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: You roll up against enough people, you absorb it. He's
2: so.
1: speaking lots of Russian and German. <laughs> yeah. So he speaks enough Russian to communicate
2: as well with the Ukrainians Good. that are. Because, because in well. the past, during the socialist time in Poland, we had Russian language. Mm-hmm. I love this language. So I refreshed very fast the language. Mm. And they said, oh, you speak better Russian than I speak the Polish. I said to them, Suddenly, you will speak better Polish than I Russian.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And stick around you long enough, they might be doing better at uh, martial arts than you too.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Tommy, he was ranked number three in the whole country of Poland at one How point. That was right now. I'm Kung Fu Panda.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <that's> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, in the hometown of college, they have like a sports hall of fame or whatever. So, mm-hmm. he's also in that hall of fame as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of fun, and like he used to train me in martial arts, and he'd always like you know, as you have your stance, you keep your elbows in to protect mm-hmm. your stomach and your chest, and my elbows would always <laughs> flare out. And he's like, put them together, and after like a couple of moments, he just did a shot straight to my gut and dropped me to the ground, <laughs> knocked the wind out of me. He's like, I told you, keep your elbows together. <laughs> so I was like, okay.
0: Have you all healed up from your accidents and other medical issues? Are you all ready to be um, back
1: there? Yeah, I broke my ribs. Yep. Yeah, so that was pretty painful. Sneezing, I can do that without horrible, horrible pain like before. Um, Sleeping, a lot of discomfort from sleeping. But other than that, I'm so happy. than like a month ago. Yeah, I need to go do an x-ray follow-up and make sure everything's okay. Appreciate the prayers on that.
0: All right. If anything else comes up, you guys say, we need to have another conversation about this or something big happens that is a pivot moment there in Poland that you need to talk about. Just let me know. We'll get you back on the air.
1: The tiny homes are almost finished. Awesome. We're just waiting on the connections from the electrical company mm-hmm. and the water sewage. So like the shelves are complete. The painting's done. We should be finishing the kitchens really soon. Bathrooms are almost done. So people will be moving in rather quickly on Great. that. So when that gets finished, we can do another follow-up if you want on that.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, and thank you again for being honest about the struggles and the opportunities. Because there's not that many people that I know of that are acting in the capacity you guys are, at the level you are. And I've committed so many years to investing in the people of Poland and Ukraine and all of Eastern Europe. Just thank you for being there.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bram. Thank you for the encouragement. God pulled us <laughs> in this place.
0: Yeah, you did indeed. Have a great day, guys.
1: All right. God bless you, Bram.
0: Bye. My thanks to Richard Dungesser and Tomek Jejik of Bread of Life Ministry in Poland. We'll relay more news on the progress of their projects, including their rescue operations serving Ukrainian refugees, as we get it. In the meantime, please support them and this ministry with your generous gift today. Just call us at 1-800-868-2478. Give online at CompassionRadio.com or mail your gift to P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877 God bless. We'll see you tomorrow for an all new Compassion Radio.